Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Around and around and around we go as we trip and slip through time with the trickster god himself. It's Marvel's Loki Season 2 on Normies Like Us. Wow! Great to see you again! So we need to address the fact that you keep disappearing. I don't keep disappearing. We don't have time to Quit with the magic and fight fair! It's not a fair fight. You know, sometimes I forget that you're one of them. You are one of them. Watch my mind. You heard it up top. We are going on a multiversal cosmic journey through time as we get wibbly wobbly and discuss season two of Marvel's Loki here on Normies Like Us with your hosts, Colin Timely. Um, I'm burdened by Glorious Podcast. This is um, Mikey. <laughs> and this is uh, Jacobius. Ah, nice. How's that jet ski? That's one of jet ski, man. That's <laughs> I was going right. to say, Miss Jacob Bits. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, season two, Loki. Um, spoilers for the show. If you haven't seen it, we'll be getting into it. But yeah, back coming around back to the old marvelous Marvel universe, I suppose, for this one. So I've been a minute. That's it right. Feels like. The old MCU, as they it's call it. It's been a minute, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yes. Time. It's been slipping. Wibbly wobbly. It's- Timey wimey. Yeah, like <laughs> it, it, I don't know if like Ant Man was the last one, but it's Guardians Volume Three, so that was a long time ago, back mm. in May. So we really have not mm. been back to uh, the Marvel Universe for for a while now. No. Yes, of course. The most recent film to come out was The Marvels, uh, which is mm-hmm. looking to be one of the biggest box office bombs of all time in terms of yeah. uh, like maybe the biggest superhero box office bomb of all time, which is yeah, unfortunate. We well, I mentioned none of what strikes, you know, you can't promote <laughs> yes. it. There's a number of factors working against it, you know. That's true. Um, we mentioned on what you before we skipped covering Secret Invasion because none of us felt incredibly compelled to discuss that either. Mm-hmm. And I Which hadn't I, seen that either. And I want to ask you guys, like, I know, you know, we've all been having different levels of Marvel fatigue. I've actually been keeping up on some MCU stuff. Like, I did watch Secret Invasion, obviously. Uh, as I mentioned before, and I did watch the Marvels uh, recently. That's right. So I wanted to ask you guys: Have you seen the Marvels? Have you seen any other recent MCU stuff? Hmm. Well, I have not seen the Marvels, and I did not watch Secret Invasion or Miss Marvel. I didn't even watch uh, right. She Hulk. I, I, I've been kind of out. I think the uh, most yeah. out. But I was, you know, here for Ant Man, obviously. But uh, otherwise, of course, your favorite, which was also mid. But um. Yeah, I haven't seen it at all, but Colin, have you seen it? And Jacob, I'm curious what your thoughts are on Miss Marvel and the Marvels because yeah. well, if it, it's a flop, it does it is it as bad as people would think, or you know, is it all right? Right, Colin, what do you think? And, first? and Mike, you are out of Marvel because you are in the TMA, a place out of Marvel existence and time. The, the <laughs> yeah, time, the time Mike authority. authority. That's oh, the right, time right. Marvel authority. That's right. We exist yeah. in. Uh, Baldur's Gate only right now. Oh, there we basically. go. No time. No yeah. time. TikTok. No sword coast. Um, mm-hmm. Well, to answer your question, yes, I, I saw the Marvels. Uh, Jacob, I know you did as well. I skipped Secret Invasion. I watched that pilot, thought it sucked, and then you famously sent us a video of the final <laughs> fight of it, and I just assumed Incredible. it was some sort of prank video mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, sorry to Amelia Clark. Sorry you had to go through that. Uh. Um <laughs> Yeah, the Marvels, 
I did see it in theaters uh, last week, Incredible. two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I thought it was fine. I thought it was mid. Yeah. Uh, like every recent Marvel movie I've seen, I thought it was like a perfect two and a half or three stars. Uh, did it deserve to be the biggest flop ever? No, I don't think so. Because they're, it's definitely not the worst Marvel movie of all time. I wouldn't even right, say right. it's like bottom five. But uh, it was totally enjoyable enough like it was entertaining enough it didn't last too long it was like mercifully short and uh <laughs> i pretty much I, it pretty much went out of my mind as soon as i left the theater but i enjoyed a it great a yes a great description of it. i would yeah. say it was as good as the ads made it look and mike i assume that's why you did not go and see it because of the bad marketing <laughs> yeah yeah well then again marketing was an issue too because the the actors couldn't promote it, but yeah, the marketing I didn't really land. I still wasn't clear like who the antagonist was or what their goals were from the marketing. I'm just, I don't know what no. this is about, you know. So I just kind of yeah, I think wasn't invested. That's accurate, Colin, because when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this looks you know cute and enjoyable uh, mm-hmm. to me. So I'll probably you know check it out, but I have no like burning desire to see it. Um, no. And I thought the three leads were all great. It's just the material wasn't anything to write home about. It was just very standard it's not going to do anything that surprises you or you know anything that's original to the superhero genre or whatever it's just very very mid i would say my mom saw it two weeks ago and she we both agreed when we saw it the first week like it was fine it was fine now when she discusses with people she actively calls it bad so i also think Uh, maybe it's a film that like doesn't it just does not leave the most pleasant taste in your mouth because you're like oh yeah i guess but let me let that's me point this out because we're that's how i feel about thor love and thunder wow ant-man you know with the exception of guardians 3 which i thought was really good I yeah mean, it's been yes. the same thing every time for the last like year and a half so right, well right, let right. me let me ask this because you just listed those and, and like mike said earlier we've we've covered those we did a guardians 3 episode we've we've done other marvel stuff but mm-hmm. to answer this overwhelming question up top about just superhero fatigue in general now jacob you watched the boys spinoff Gen V yes. and you're also watching Invincible right now. Mike, you did the same. You didn't do these Marvel uh, things though. Mm-hmm. seems like you're both still a little soup pilled. Like you guys don't mind superhero content, right? No, yeah. I guess, I mean all that, you know, the boys and Invincible are both like cr- critiques of the superhero genre also, while also being superhero shows, of course. Yeah, so maybe it's. A, I don't mind. That's the, a little uh, easier. The yeah. satire of superhero more than the straight. Yeah, superheroes. it's the thinking man superhero shows. Like you know, they're they're trying to do something interesting. Where it seems like a lot of Marvel content isn't trying to do anything. But the show we're going to talk about maybe is. But like the movies have been just kind of. It feels like a factory. Like they don't feel like they're trying to do anything artistic or you know. It just it just feels like a product. You know, I, I don't feel like anyone's yeah, so- a voice overwhelmingly you guys aren't doom and gloom on the entire genre to ask one mm-hmm. last angle of it looking forward and ahead at a totally different company mm-hmm. to say like what is your guys level of enjoyment or excitement for the last dceu film mm-hmm. of course aquaman 2 the lost kingdom oh, or whatever yeah. it's oh, called boy. <laughs> oh he's back Man. He's <laughs> back. This. it's been a while i still have not seen blue beetle which is now on wow so okay check so that out that's soon. interesting okay. yeah i i mean all the recent dc movies have been just bad i mean Shazam but so you 2. are skipping some superhero stuff jacob 
Yeah, really yeah. just Blue Beetle, because I've seen all the DC recent stuff. But too, will you see Aquaman? Probably not in theaters, but eventually yeah. on streaming, I'll check it out. <laughs> but you saw the Marvels. Don't you think that's that's interesting? Yeah, I went wow. to see the Marvels because I hadn't been to the theater in a long time. I like going to the theater every once in a while just yes. to see a movie. And I was debating to go see Killers of the Flower Moon, which I do really want to see. But then I was like, do I want to sit in a theater for three and a half hours or one hour and 45 minutes? And I was right. Like, I think the, you know, the latter. So I chose the Marvels for that reason. Um, I think your review, it was mercifully short. You know, that should be right on the poster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it I should say, be Mike. You're right. It may not be the worst MCU movie ever. It may be the least consequential in terms of like nothing in the, that happened in that movie like matters in the grand scheme of like the mcu or anything really like no. it just feels like a very throwaway plot and you know Even what the villain That's... is just like a uh it's like a female uh uh ronin the accuser basically there's real okay. villains now sure. essentially oh, uh, <laughs> yeah so, cool. we'll see well maybe maybe there'll be some more discussion of what the future could be too at the end of this episode because they're yeah, yeah. what we're about to talk about is consequential to the mcu and um it, I will. I, yeah. Sorry, I just I want to say one last thing on DC. For sure. Uh, in terms of the future of DC, I am more optimistic on the new, the DCU that's going to be starting with that James Gunn is sort of heading up. So I'm cautiously more optimistic about that than I am about the future of the MCU. If I can just yeah. throw that out there. I, as far as major companies, the James Gunn side and i i don't like dc but i'm more interested in dc now that james gunn is there and i'm less interested in yeah. marvel so literally just because Same. of him because he made the best dc he made the best mcu mm-hmm. franchise so i'll, I'll peacemaker was good makes. suicide squad yeah. is good so yeah hell yeah guys yeah so that's where it. i'm at well mike <laughs> are we going to talk the future of the mcu are we going to talk the past are we going to talk the present are we going to be out of time yeah, who knows I think no. That's a. I guess you're right. It's a timely time to switch over to the main topic of this episode. <laughs> low key, high key. We're talking the God of Mischief, low key season I say two. We slip over. <gasps> slip on over. All right. We're back on Normies Like Us, where we are about to dive in on the divine trickster himself, the god of mischief, the the man at the center of all, I'm going to say right now, uh, mm-hmm. Loki. We're going to be talking Marvel's Loki Season 2, tons of spoilers, but uh, of course, we're talking the Disney Plus original series. We have an episode on Loki Season 1. Go back and check that out, too, for a deep dive on that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, we enjoyed season one. And, you know, I haven't watched what a lot I of the other Marvel shows, right? Um, but I was excited for season two of Loki. And, like, I'm not even a fan of the character that much. But the first season of the series really made the character a lot more interesting to me. So I was, I was excited for this. But how about you guys? The only Disney Plus show to get a sequel season? A season two? So I believe far. so for Marvel, yeah. Absolutely. I was... Yes. So... Take yourself back a couple of years ago before all these streaming shows came out and we had WandaVision all of a sudden, right? And people mm-hmm. were like, this show, WandaVision, so great. Then we had, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, which was not as good. And then we had Loki season one 
which I thought of those of all those streaming shows was the best one. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was a big fan of uh, Loki season one. And it was a little like Andor where leading up to it, I was like, I don't care about a Loki show. Like, I have no interest in that. Right. Um, but I didn't realize what they were going to be doing kind of with the character and everything. The- um yeah. Very odd pitch, Jacob, that the fact that we had all come from a universe where it's like, okay, Tom Hiddleston appears in Loki, or as Loki in Thor 1, then he's in Thor 2, Thor 3, Avengers, Avengers. 1, mm-hmm. Avengers 3 and 4, dies in Endgame. And when you say like, well, you weren't excited about it, the fact that they were pitching it to us as like, he is dead, that one's dead. This is about a different Loki. I was like, well, I guess what, how on earth would you even think like, like Mike, what a weird pitch that this company would be like, look, we got to start getting you invested in variants and all this other stuff. But Mm -hmm. to to say to an audience, like all that stuff that you love about the MCU, the very strict continuity, we're kind of going to take somebody who's outside of that and try to make an interesting story about them. Yeah, I think it is a fascinating pitch. And just the idea that like now everything's a multiverse, you know, and it's like, it's kind of... If you go back a couple of years, though, like this is kind of early in getting audiences used to the idea of that. And I think after Loki season one, yeah, everything is universes now, you know. Well, we weren't everywhere all at once yet. No, we certainly were not. And yeah, I think that uh, had some repercussions, too. That <laughs> was really the peak of the multiverse era where you had Spider-Man No Way Home, which, uh, you know, a lot of positive reception to that. And like, Spider-verse. Now. Spider-verse. Yeah. 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 And all the different but now it's like we're at the point where it's almost like multiverse fatigue now, like yes. kind of over that, um, which will be interesting for the you know the future of the Avengers movies. And well, stuff, in but. the same way that we really discussed in our Last of Us episode of like, I think I'm tired and done of old white dads protecting young girls. Now yeah. it's, I very much feel like I'm like let's let's put multiverses over in that category too. Let's go ahead and slide that away. Dad Zombies was there for a long time. Now I'm kind of back. To, uh, Mike, the right. other day I was like, should I start watching back? one of these new Walking Dead shows? Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't do, do it. it. Michonne and uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, and Michonne. Daryl's still going to, he's still going. Yeah. Um, anyway. That's because that's been, I mean, that's been 10 years, 12 years, 13 years at this point. But truly we had this saturated, very concentrated three years of what if a multiverse was in every single story? And yeah, and I, I, think I think we all agree. Yeah, we are tired of it. The yes. Flash killed Batman, it. Batman, yeah, the Flash killed it. That's right. The last time we saw that Aquaman, Jacob, he was drunk outside a bar in a puddle. I'm not yeah. happy about that. <laughs> I will say, wow. I'm kinda, I have to admit, I I'm kind of getting suckered in by that, that. that Aquaman yeah. trailer where I'm like, oh, Black Manta, interesting villain. <laughs> getting uh, sucked in by Black Manta. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. He's back. We'll cool helmet. I like to think that. Justice League Aquaman lives in New Asgard and like he knows Fat <laughs> Thor. Like it seems like they would hang out, you know? <laughs> I want that like, crossover. Give yeah, me that they universe. Play Fortnite play Fortnite together. Together. They absolutely yeah. play Fortnite together. No, that's they would totally <laughs> chill. I, I want that crossover. I'm the marshmallow guy. Come on, Thor. <laughs> By the way, we gotta get you in the gym, brother. <laughs> Glorious headshot. Aquaman. Yeah, they would, Fish they would totally would get along. If, my yeah, Aquaman is just Macho character. Man Randy Savage, by the way. <laughs> it's still good. Hell that's yeah, right. brother. Um, but yeah, it's, um, the cream right, always rises to the top. <laughs> oh you gosh. ain't going nowhere, Black Manta. <laughs> You're going down. Uh, all right. So yeah, yeah, Marvel. Um, Loki. Yes. Yeah. yeah the, 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 the Flash did, however, kill it. Uh, it felt yes, like yes. the multiverse, and that I wasn't would agree mercifully with that. short. Yeah. 
I would 100% agree with that. It, it was one of those weird, yes, the, the primary thing back. being the let's insert all these weird secondary Batman characters and try to sort of like ruin that canon. I would argue the great thing about that Loki season one was it didn't ruin anything they established before. You do get the truth of him dying. You you do get that completed arc. And mm-hmm. I feel now very associated to this separate variant Loki um, in a way that I really did not expect to. I don't know about you guys. No. It's, I love this character now. Yeah. I didn't care about Loki whatsoever before season one. So good job. Well, it's interesting because he's had two... Basically, both his variants have been redeemed in different ways because this Loki obviously is the Loki that comes directly from post Avengers 1. So he mm-hmm. never had the character growth that the original Loki had, where he eventually sacrificed himself, you know, died. That's right, because he fights the Tesseract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. This Loki's um, like a snidely whiplash still. Yeah, he wants to like tie Loki up girls and like put them on railroad tracks. Yeah. yeah and be like, but like, yeah. no, yeah, no redemption. If he had a mustache, he would twirl it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And really, right. has there been. I'm trying to. I was trying to think beforehand. Has there been any other character in the MCU that's had more character growth than Loki? No, I don't think there has. I think no, you could say maybe like season two, Tony Stark through the three Iron Mans or something. But, but he has to have the most screen time at this point. I would wonder, Tom Hiddleston. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting. He's in the most movies. He does, and now Nick he's Fury. got a couple hours. Oh, Nick Fury, maybe Nick, like Nick Fury, yeah. Fury Jacob, but less minutes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But he has an entire well, no, entire Brie Larson movie with that, and then he has a series. But I don't know. I, th- I think Tom Hiddleston's Loki probably. Um, yeah. But I don't think there's a character that has this much growth, or at least that it doesn't have an arc that's this interesting. Like the really yeah. the real face turn of a villain. Like that's what we're seeing here. And uh, season two is written really well. I think it's the best written marvel thing i've seen in like five to ten years i don't know wow um, i like it a lot yeah. but so season one we're kind of just we're learning about the tva and they're protecting timelines and then it's like oh how ethical is this and he falls in love with himself he finds sylvie a female variant uh, yeah. of himself and all that kind yep. of stuff goes on and then we discover he who remains at the end of it um sylvie kills him and then all the timelines are going bonkers and he he arrives yes and what he thinks is his universe and it's not and that's kind of where we're kicking off yes. season two it's like yes. okay i'm not where i'm supposed to be you know me mobius so you know but you he's don't. slipping through time he's he's yes. going to different eras uh yes yeah and that's at uh, the end mike the the slipping mm-hmm. through time sort of thing that we got at the end of season one. I remember just kind of thinking like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to really like where this is going. If it's just like him and another multiverse of something. So I was yeah. kind of surprised how they put it together and kind of wrap that up in the first episode. But sorry, what yeah, were you about almost, to say, Jacob? Yeah. yeah. Well, it almost seems like they were resetting everything. At the yes. End of season I was one very worried about yeah. that. Yes. Um, I think I will say, I think I like Loki season one a little more than Loki season two. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's stronger overall. But I think mm. Loki season two had a very strong ending and a mm. great way to, um, if this is the last Loki appearance in the MCU, which maybe it won't be, I thought it was a great way to like a great send off for that character. But I thought mm. it would, it did lag a little bit in the middle for me, pacing wise, I guess. Uh, so I'll just throw that out there. Yeah. It's a, what, six episodes, right? About an hour yeah. each. I, I did it all in one go. Um, mm. I did think it was a little slow, but once the Incredible. ending started ramping up, I was like, you know, what the ending really yeah. is, the payoff is really, really strong. So I, I was Cause again, yeah. just kept Mike, going. you think in that first episode, you're like, this whole thing's going to be about this time slipping thing. Like, like yeah. what is it? They're like still wrapping up this other stuff. And then once that's done and it really starts going, you're like, 
oh, I'm sorry, this does have something it's heading towards. And of course, all the introduction of, we're talking about spoilers, Mm -hmm. but these characters that are so tied to time loops, like we're introduced to Keihei Kwan's incredible character, Mm -hmm. this this time variance authority mechanic, essentially named Ouroboros, which is this continuous circling you know, concept or whatever that you it's see like, building, like this, this show is building. Yes. A Mobius, mm-hmm. a Mobius strip. strip hey. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, and you know, Victor timely is, you know, introduced. Yes. it's a lot of, it's this was the other thing I was worried about going in. It was like, how are they going to handle the whole Kang of it all? The he, who mm-hmm. remains mm-hmm. of it all. Mm-hmm. And of course, knowing the Avenger stuff, which now seems like it's all changing and they're, you know, firing the writers. doesn't seem like it's going to be as Kang focused as it, as it, was like it was called right ant man we had a, yeah we yes. had a console of kangs introduced in ant yes. man yeah you know i think for various and, reasons various off the you know outside of the the movies reasons they're maybe trying to get away from kang a little bit to um, potentially ongoing yeah so but the, you know, the way they use very interesting yeah but the way they use this character in the season i thought worked really well where they introduced this variant victor timely who's mm-hmm. not a villain he's just this kind of night this innocent guy who doesn't know you know his alter ego what he's done and all that stuff so he's just a guy that like wants to help i thought that yeah. was kind of a smart idea yeah it's all kind of centered around him because there's different factions who you know the tva is fractured at the end there's some people who want to put it back together there's some people everyone has ulterior motives and they're all trying to influence victor timely because it's like you have the potential to be what i need if i can just guide you so people are all trying to kind of get him in their corner so they can take advantage of his, his skill set, yeah. his knowledge and everything. Cause yeah. he will eventually become, you know, theoretically as powerful as that, you know? Yeah. He's in a kind of a bootstrap paradox. He's, he's Renslayer and Miss Minutes have gone off to sort of like make him the new he who remains, but mm-hmm. really what they don't realize and what we don't realize to the end is that this cycle that he's part of is really doomed to fail in its own yeah. certain way. So well, it's, it's, like a, it's just wild. Yeah. The yeah. recursive loop where he, yeah. Oh, I love that. Given the, uh, you know, the, the, the TVA handbook, which was written by OB, but OB was influenced by Victor timely in the past. So it's like the chicken and egg thing, like who actually wrote it. They yeah. kind of both wrote it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Do um, you real quick, do you guys like these stories, these kind of time travely, you know, really heady, you really got to put everything kind of together. Rules are being explained a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of um, like paradoxes that happen when you're dealing with time travel. And if you just don't think about it too much, because time travel physically is impossible, I think. What? Uh, <laughs> um, Why would you say that? I mean, you could travel forward in, in time, but traveling backwards, we haven't quite figured out, perhaps. Like, if That's you, move true. you can close enough to light sideways, Mike. <laughs> forward in time at a rate of one to one with natural time. No, no, no. If you're moving close to the speed of light, time passes slower for you so you know you the earth would age much fat like you know theoretically but whatever time yeah. travel is not real but for do you like purposes. time travel media mike i do that's why i'm arguing about whether it's possible I, <laughs> like i do like time I travel. Do. it's just uh you just have to sometimes you can't think about it too hard because there's always going to be yes. like plot holes of like well that doesn't actually make sense it's like just thing. tell yes. me what the rules the are for you 
like, yeah. yeah, is it a, do we create a new branch or are we on a single timeline? This feels very much like he's on the same timeline, same yeah. loop. Well, there's like, the he doesn't create timeline. a branch. Right, right, right. But like in other ones, you know, you time travel, now a new universe is created. But this is like you're on the same track repeating itself. <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. Um, like butterfly affecting it. You're doing butterfly effect. This is ripples. Yeah. yeah. This is branches and ripples. And, yeah. yeah. But I do like it. I, I like yeah. And I think this is a clever time travel story. Like I really enjoy, especially the yeah. ending. It's like giving me interstellar vibes, you know? The ending I was, was great. I'm excited for us to talk about that because I would love for you guys to explain what the fuck is going on there. But I'll, I'll say the counter is I don't love that stuff because I okay. always do get wrapped up on the rules and stuff from like, what is this going on? I like Terminator and things like that, but even those, like when you think about them, like this, like no. none of this makes sense. Well, have you yeah, ever my, seen the movie Looper? Called? I was gonna say mm, my I favorite know. is Looper, Jacob, because the dialogue that they have, where Bruce Willis says, "Talking about this is bullshit." Like, yeah. let's not even bring it up. Is my favorite excuse in a time travel movie to be like, "Quiet, quiet, quiet." Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that movie handles it the best, or just yes. something like. Where you say, yeah, it's back to the future rules, basically. And then you can just kind of move on. Well, that's what they literally say in Endgame, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. They mention a a time cop. I mean, they say 500 movies, I think, Mike. They're like, is it this? They talk about Back to the Future. And they're like, oh, that movie starring Eric Stone. Oh, that's right. (laughs) You really remember the Flash (laughs) Jacob? Yeah, it's my favorite movie. (laughs) That Eric Stoltz grip. That was a really good um, real life thing that they did, though. But um, yeah, Back to the Future rules. That's the simplest, you know. Yeah. rule set yeah. but it's gotten complicated like we said with multiverses and branches so it can be a little bit much i think did you guys watch dark i think that's probably <laughs> netflix's dark i think people consider that maybe the best time travel thing i've never mm-hmm. seen that i heard it was good there's also okay. this movie called primer have you ever seen that oh primer is really good movie. yeah it's an yeah. Indi- it's like a low budget movie yeah it's like the most co- it's like the most realistic time travel movie but it's like super complex and like yeah Nobody really understands it because it's so. You just have to watch it. But, I mean, uh, Planet of the Apes Bruce. is the best time travel movie. Yes. There, Mike. Right? Mike. <laughs> you blew it Absolutely. up. You maniacs. <laughs> you maniacs. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I damn dirty ape. We'll um, get a new one of those soon. So. But, uh, so I didn't see everything everywhere all at once. Um, mm. You but, didn't see that. Yet. No, it's, it's, I've just been missing it. I've just been missing it. Mm. I know I should, you know, because we have. Ob, you know, coming That's back right. in this. So, is Loki? If you've seen it, like, how is the time travel? I mean, they're doing universes and everything everywhere all at once. But is there a time travel? Yeah, like that as well. Like, it's more just multiverses and how okay. basically every decision you make in your life makes a branching version of you. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's basically Michelle Yeoh like going through all the different versions of her. Like in this version, she's like a movie star in this version. So, she's yeah. A chef, variants, but, you know, it's, it's similar kind of vibe. Yeah. But it's less okay. about exactly. time travel. Yeah. Right. right. This I, is I literally like we're having a conversation in the past that so we have information for the future. Like they're being very, the, the writing is yeah. pretty clever for Loki season two, I think. Yes. And in, in last season we had 10 pads. That's primarily how the TVA moved through timelines, but of course they moved through space and time. Mm-hmm. Dr. Who Jacob. Um, oh, yeah. Well, and, well, and the the difference here is we're talking about this very specific method called time slipping, which Loki sort of employs to manipulate his body to inhabit a version of himself throughout, you know, any, I guess, point in time that he's ever existed, or I, I guess maybe even any multiverse or something or space or because he yes. jumps to like Columbus, we learn. But I like it. However, I'm never satisfied in my explanation of why he can do it, I guess. And we are told 
the person who gives him the ability to do it by the end. But again, I'm not positive. Why does he have this ability and when did this occur? Uh, that's a good question. I think something that happened in Loki season one that I'm forgetting. But Sylvie pushes him through the time door and then he can just do it. Yeah. I but he, know, that's a good he doesn't question. just time about. slip to get out of the he who remains place at the end. He again, well, Sylvie seems, pushes uh, him through that thing after she kills him. Yeah. He who remains. It's sort of HWRRIP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he's talking to he, he who remains uh, at the end of this season, it seems it's implied like they're talking about his time slipping stuff. So it's implied he's, that he, he directly says, can also do it. Basically, well, he, he directly it. says, I'm the reason you do this. I yes. gave you the ability to do this. How did, okay. when, what is that? I don't know. <laughs> Always. Well, that's the thing. When doesn't matter. I guess. Like, yes. Yeah. In this series. Yeah. The whole thing is he can't, as as it happened, he needs to learn time. to control it. And um, yeah, by controlling, I mean, conceptually, to what Mike just said, you can think about this entire series and be like, he was always at the center of the universe. Like, it is one of those things where it's like, when did he do it? Always, never, in the future, in the past. Yeah, you know, it's it's, yeah, it's confusing time travel. You know, timey, it's timey wimey, but um, exactly, and all time exists at once. By the way, yeah, (laughs) yeah, there we go. I can just say, Colin, what you're saying, a little show that I was talking about last week that I've been Mm -hmm. watching. Uh, called Doctor Who. I feel like this show Loki is very Doctor Who. Like it's it's uh, taken. It's inspired a lot by things that Doctor Who has done in the past. Hmm. So I find that interesting. That's Have you looked cool. it up? I wouldn't be surprised. You talked about Andrew Garfield. I bet you get a Tom Hiddleston as like Dracula at one point. Right. Or something. Well, <laughs> right. It's funny because um, you know back when back in the kind of the heyday of Doctor Who, like the twenty twenty ten to like twenty thirteen, the Matt Smith era was very popular. David Tennant era. Um, there was this fan base online, right, called Super Who Lock, which was specifically right. fans yes. of Supernatural, <laughs> Sherlock, and Doctor Who. Wow. Uh, and I feel uh, like those same fans were also like the big Loki fans back in the day. Well, you know, like another Loki. pale British but, but, bad boy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. <laughs> yes. The I think that all spawned from Robert Pattinson. But, love also Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. But wow, Jacob, wouldn't you say culturally where we are now as a society – that the honor it was in the 2010s for those British actors to be like, you play Santa and you're Nick Frost. You play Santa, yes. an episode of Doctor Who. And you're like, oh, this is a rite of passage for all of us. Don't you feel like that's the equivalent today of you're the Black Knight in in the Eternals? You know, you're you know, you open a comic book and you're like, OK, we got to find you a superhero. You're you're you know, right. you're this person. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I watched that episode blink that. Mike referenced last week, and right. do you know who the star of that episode is? I haven't seen a it young, so long that I don't know. It's a young Carrie Mulligan. Oh, that's cool! So, yeah, wow. so all these British actors before they kind of hit it big. How many Marvel hasn't gotten there. yet? She'll be the like the fourth Black Widow, Carrie Mulligan. <laughs> we'll be like, oh great, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's uh, so Tom Hilson of it. Bring it back around. I think there is a crossover fan base, and like. If it's Absolutely. not the most oh, yeah. screen time, but yeah, yeah, he's been playing this character forever, and like I know a lot of people get tired of it, but he seems like he's really embraced. Like I'm Loki, yeah. that's just my thing, and like he's really bought in in his performance. And really back when he too. was bad boy Loki, like he definitely had this, I would say, very heavily female 
yeah. uh, dominated yes. fan base that it was, was very into Loki. That was like oh, the such a character in the comic books. I shared a, a fan comic with you guys. That let me, mm-hmm. I guess, shout out the artist as I pull it up here and talk about it. But oh, the yeah. cool thing about that character is it's a very queer coded character that in the comics forever has flipped genders. And I mm-hmm. think it's a character anybody can look at and be like, oh, I can relate to that. So Tech Monkey is the name of the artist. Mm, um, yeah. And I, I think that's why when Joe and I went to the premiere of uh, Thor The Dark World, the second Thor movie, at the great, El Capitan, the Disney Theater in Hollywood, opening night, the first showing they had, Kat Denning was there. Wow. Um, but most of the fans were dressed up as Loki. And most of those fans were girls. <laughs> right. Yes. Hey. And I mean, he, was, we he have... was a bad boy with a heart of gold. Yes. A trickster god, you know. It's complicated right, right. relationship with his brother. Yeah. Supernatural. You're dad. talking about supernatural. No, oh I know. Oh, my God. Wait, what? I get it now. Right. Um, but yeah, one then has we have... black hair. One has blonde hair. No, I know what you're saying, Jacob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like, because um, then we had Sylvie. It's like literally him. It's yes. literally loki again and then you know just yeah they're confirming like oh he's essentially you know. he's so vain that he falls in love with himself right yes. right, Sophie right. DiMatino, who does an incredible performance in the first season she's playing this character that in the comics is like sylvie lawton who is the enchantress we get a lot of her enchanting things but instead they make her this variant of loki not really in this season is one of the biggest bummers i would mm. say also the entire advertising campaign of her working at mcdonald's i really fucking hate oh so. yeah mcdonald's is a bit much yeah mcdonald's i just watched the killer by david fincher and there was a big mcdonald's what did i say man Mac- oh, get this bullshit out of my face <laughs> off, get off this pod, mcdonald's bullshit <laughs> i hate it i hate it with the amount of, well, we're, we're giving him free airtime maybe we should move on um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, all she yeah, wanted so, to do was uh, work at a McDonald's in it. In a, I'll have your squirrel, please. What did she say? She's like anything that's not squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because she right. just did nothing we but get live your in a pounders. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it that's makes right. sense. You just want to be in the boring yeah. Midwest. Like that's heaven for her. You know. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It's like Mobius I forgot wants about to that. own jet skis. That's all I want. Right. Right. To be a Midwestern yeah. dad that owns that sells jet skis. Now, Jacob, there was something. Go ahead. Well, that was set up the the first season. Mike, what did you think of the reveal of who Mobius's variant was and what his love of jet skis comes from? Well, no, I think that that's fine. It works great. Like, and I like that his quandary was like he never wanted to know what life was before, but to see he was a jet ski salesman, you know, it's like yeah, heck yeah. It kind of shows that even if your memory is erased, like you still have whatever is in you that like is drawn to jet skis or whatever hobbies or interests you have in life that you can be a totally blank slate and still be drawn to those same interests is kind of yeah. interesting it's that yeah. strange new worlds episode where your memories are raised but your uh-huh. feelings remain it's, yeah you, know, you, you have something to hold on to mm-hmm. totally oh, that's, that's great so i really like that and we were all hoping for a jet ski you know we were saying at the season finale he better get a jet ski and he did you know. <laughs> but what did you guys think about him living in 2020 cleveland ohio is that what it was that's too <laughs> like so, it's very, like, uh, hmm. yeah, fits in very well, I think. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's just, uh, just a guy who got some jet skis, you know? It's just dad guy. He's just dad guy. <laughs> yeah. PVA? No, you mean ATV. Yeah, no, we got two upstairs. I mean, yep. let me go check. I feel like if Owen Wilson wasn't a famous actor, that's like what he would be doing, probably. So <laughs> He'd be a weatherman or something. He'd always have the charisma. Yeah. That's true. He's my wow. guy. We're getting a cold front rolling in. Love him. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Look at that <laughs> rain, Mater. 
that's a great <laughs> casting too. Like from season one, oh like, yeah, the the chemistry with Mobius and Loki yes. and this Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson is excellent, excellent, excellent. I think it carries the show. Their friendship kind of growing and having to rebuild it from scratch in the beginning of this season was really totally carried the early episodes for me. Was just that those kind of scenes and. Yeah, even more than the Sylvie Loki relationship, I really like the Loki more Mo, almost said Morbius. Mobius. Yeah, uh, no, no. Don't, don't say it four more times. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, am I pitching you guys my Morbius sequel, Morbius or, or Morbius Farewell to the Flesh? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that's actually I was gonna see that one. Um, um but yeah, I think Owen Wilson is just an actor that, number one, I never thought would be in the MCU. It's like an interesting way for him to be in the MCU. Uh, Basically and an two, office worker. Yeah. 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 Normal guy. Not a superhero. <laughs> right. <laughs> but also, he's just a, he's just one of those actors that anything, anytime he pops up in anything, I'm just like happy to see him. I'm like, hell yeah, Owen Wilson's in this. Love it. You know? Right. You guys fucking Great dragged guy. that Haunted Mansions movie. How, how fucking dare you? <laughs> you know I stand this guy. Anything yeah, right. he does. Anything like cast, but bad movie. Yeah. yeah, Colin, how do you feel about the it, when, at the end of season one? Like, there was a lot of people who were like shipping the Sylvie Loki thing, and they betrayed him. Like, oh, are they going to get together? I, I think for two and a half minutes of my life, I was like, oh, that's interesting. But then I'm really glad that they did not do that. Yeah, no, they the, didn't ship the, it. Well, the narrative payoff for them is obviously they get very different lives, like no right. chance to ever be together, and, and they. One has glorious purpose, and one has embraced maybe I normality. Went to McDonald's, yeah, yeah, um, well, that's a glorious purpose. It is. <laughs> it is to whip out those quarter pounders. But mm-hmm. I agree with Jacob, where I really think the maybe the strongest scene of this season was the um, time slip reversion to the pilot, where you go back to the Mobius interrogation between uh, uh, Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston. Where again, the chemistry is just so palpable. I just really don't think they gave Sylvie anything to do. Like a lot of people Mm -hmm. have talked about the spaghetti scene, Mike, where, you know, the world is just disappearing around her in that record store. Yeah. But that, that to me, that's, yeah, that's just so special effects driven. I'll I'll never look at that as a scene where it's like so palpable and the chemistry is just Mm. like, and the acting is so strong. Right, right. She definitely Um, had less to do this season, but I feel like. She had more of an arc already in the first season, so maybe yeah. she's already like she kind of stays the same character that she was at the end of the season one. I maybe well, the most powerful thing she says is her entire speech of like, "I will not give you permission to kill me to save the universe." It is you yeah. are not saving a universe if we are under the thumb of someone who controls our actions. That is not freedom, and I will not die for you know fascistic control. It's like and oh, she also. Good for you. Right. Yeah, and she won't change her mind on killing no. he who remains. And Why, nothing right, Loki can it. say can convince her. Yeah. I am right. Even if the world explodes. She's like a hardline like libertarian. She's like, <laughs> no. It's like it right. is what it is, and like whatever right. the fallout is, and you're like, what the like we're all literally dying. <laughs> the Spock is trying like, but the needs of the many, Sylvie, and she's yes. like, I don't care. No, do that's, she's like, that's so true, Spock. Mike. She's like, yeah. get out of here, Spock. Trillion to think, one. Yeah, she's like, I don't care. Yeah. I would say, yeah, the, I thought there was at times, like I said, pacing issues in this season in the middle, but I think the last episode was like as perfect as it could have been to me. Like I thought 
It's a perfect wrap up of the character. Like that whole last episode, I thought was just fantastic. I think the last two were incredible. Yeah. I guess to set up what because it were the whole show. Obviously, if you've seen it, listeners, it's it's time travel shenanigans. But the point is, the astral loom is breaking apart and it can't handle yeah. all the different threads so they're going to get victor timely who invented the loom or you know this kind of stuff so they're trying to figure out how we to need keep to the make the rings together. bigger <laughs> right yeah, the, temp- the temporal loom they need to yes. expand it because of all the new timelines that have been created because they're, they're, they're not trimming the timelines anymore i didn't factor yeah. for infinity no right yeah, it's, so it's, it's a scaling problem you can't it's a scaling scale problem that's what he told you jacob it's a scaling <laughs> problem that's what victor told you wow okay yeah. wow what, what an idiot. yeah um <laughs> but no, so pacing wise, I thought in the middle, like the Chicago episode, it was mm-hmm. fun. But at the same time, I think the problem is there's a lot of like twists and turns and red herrings throughout the season that ultimately don't matter that much. And it seems like it spends a lot of time on these kind of red herrings. Like mm-hmm. the whole Chicago thing, it just felt a little drawn out with Miss Minutes and Renslayer like betraying each other and that kind of thing. Like oh, right, yeah, yeah. none of it really matters. Yeah, Renslayer and Miss Minutes really they did not have much of an impact on me. Yeah. They were just kind of there. I, mean, I like yeah. some of what they did with Renslayer and he who remains like, I like that the actor kind of revealing more. Yeah. 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 The TVA guy who goes to be an actor. I liked him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Raul, and he's, he's um, the one who pushes yeah, whatever that guy's name is. Yeah. That guy yeah, was he, great. Yeah. He's like, um, you're just being a selfish asshole. Like that guy yeah. is an asshole, but he, he made Loki kind yeah. of rethink his shit. I like that character. Yeah. A lot. But he, again, he just wants to be a human living on the timeline, living normal life of as course. A, an actor in the seventies. Yeah. Do you want a job for eternity? No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But um, so we we realized that, oh, yeah, killing he who remains, that's what's caused all this to happen. So either we keep him alive so we won't do that, right? So then now that's our thing. But the whole series when Loki's like, how long is it going to take me to learn everything about quantum physics and like he just spends hundreds of centuries. fucking years tra- the, centuries the, like the like scaling when Obi and victor just say like well it would take years he's like no i i mean it would take decades he's like centuries yeah. and basically yeah. you get tom hiddleston mugging breaking <laughs> the fourth wall to the camera cut to he knows everything but i like mm-hmm. this because it's very Horrifying. groundhog day right yeah it's like yeah you guys like the time like over and time over. loop media yeah yeah and the scene yeah. where they're you know, trying where he's like, all right, we need to do it faster, faster, faster. And he keeps trying to adjust the, that scene where Victor time is going to go out and do the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great scene. And then ultimately it doesn't matter. Cause it's like, it never would have worked anyways. That's kind of yep. the ultimate kind of sad thing about it. Right. But I love the ramp up of, of that. And I don't know how, I don't want to like, if we're getting close to the end ish, like a, discussing what happens here, but like, right. It's either, you can't stop Sylvie. He, so he wa- he doesn't want to kill Sylvie. She won't let him give him yeah, permission. Yeah, either kill yes. Sylvie, let the universe die, or like a secret third thing that he has to figure out. And, and I'm right. saying, but we should say because I really struggled with this, and I, I want to hear the rest of that explanation, Mike. But the the stakes are, and because I kept constantly being like, just let it blow up and everybody leave the TV. Like, who the fuck cares? Let all timelines go. No. It's in fact, the loom is sort of a bomb that will always reset everything back to the sum of zero, that same main timeline, which whatever. But also the stakes are Loki doesn't want to do that because, again, he is so afraid of the threat of the army of Kangs across the multiverse crossing over and killing everyone. Because I kept forgetting that he was aware of that. And also, ultimately, what it comes down to is a very human thing where 
he has friends for like the first yeah. time in his life and he doesn't want well, to Well, that's what he learns. Friends, the power right? of friendship is the secret is time slipping. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. see my friends. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, great. Right. No, <laughs> that is OB and Mobius and Victor yeah. Timely and yeah. all my friends. <laughs> I want to kiss yeah. myself as a woman. Right. <laughs> but then it's also great that he understands too. Like she won't stop because it's like, yeah, I probably wouldn't either. Like, if I really believed in this, like, I get it. Yeah, it's like, a very low-key thing. Like, yes, Yeah. It's like, okay, I, I am. I'm him. Yeah. But um, should we discuss the ending of this, the glorious purpose? Like, because he's always Please been do. saying that. He's always wanted the throne. Amazing, and, yes. That so this is incredible. Tied like, that in at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So so what he, the decision he has to make is to stop being selfish. He wanted a, you know thrown before for his selfish reasons he wanted power selfishly and now he has the chance to do something selfless and i think this is really why this is like the best written character absolutely what do you think and essentially he's like okay the loom is going to be destroyed no matter what i will become the loom and i will be the caretaker of all time how what is all this looming threat (laughs) you know loki so we get so let's let's um shout out these guys benson and moorhead who are these two directors who i guess are known for this incredibly visual again timey-wimey i hate to keep using that saying that people have co-opted uh style they did moon knight i don't know if you guys know that they did with abu uh i can't remember the guy's first name muhammad abi maybe um, that's right. Who directed half the season and then they directed, I think maybe two episodes or something like that here. They're coming in and I think they did like four episodes of the six we get of Loki. So really wow. being the primary showrunners here. Um, and they made a film called synchronicity, which is a, a time loop film as well. That's pretty oh, good. Sure. Or I'm sorry, synchronic. Um, yeah. yeah. So they're known for their wild conceptual visuals where it's like, you know, you see these God strands and stuff and their other media. So they really, I saw these reviews that were like in the Loki finale, you know, Benson and Moorhead just get to go off on their style. But so Loki exits this place that is getting so irradiated with, let's just call it chronotons or, you know, like yeah. time. Temporal radiation. Okay. Temporal radiation. Obvious. I think temporal that is radiation. Say, that's yeah. a Star yeah, Trek. Very nice. How nice. dare you. Just throw temporal um, in front of anything. Yeah. So that I guess like, and the reason that Victor keeps just, you know, exploding is that it's like, you know, he just can't exist with that much time hitting him or whatever, spaghetti flying. Um, mm-hmm. But Loki seems like just steps out the loom. He dismantles it, which again is this sort of center point that is refining just all of existence into threads that, you know, go on forever. And then Loki is breaking that machine, grabbing those threads himself and sort of tethering them to himself. So what is this? How is he doing this? And I should also point out (laughs) the people watching him is what gets me the most because Sylvie and Mobius are like, wow, he's doing it. And it's like conceptually, what are they observing? Because he's grabbing all of existence with his hand. It's right. something He's that I think out you can't of time think and space. Of, you can't think about too literally because it's like it's just very comic booky. <laughs> like he's just he's just doing this. It's and very like, comic. It just book-y. makes sense. And like he's a he's an Asgardian god, so I guess that gives him the powers to do certain yeah. things. But ultimately, yeah. this yeah <laughs> to be the center of existence is what All he has the ability existence. to do. Because I wouldn't be worried about Kang coming through and fighting us if I could conceptually basically, like, mold and grab, like, reality, I guess. He couldn't yeah. do that until he had friends. 
Yeah. Character growth is that he would have been too selfish as the old Loki to ever consider doing something like that. But after changing so much and learning and growing and yeah. the power of friendship, he's like, I will sacrifice my life to be the caretaker of timelines for eternity, essentially. Right. So visually and finally it's get crazy. my throne that I've always yes. wanted, right? Right. Wear my horned helmet. But in in the mm-hmm. sense of that literally what I think was like a place, like the place at the end of time, which is where HWR lived, he had a castle mm-hmm. there. Loki has dismantled that again. I assume he's like the largest creature in existence because, again, he's just grabbing yeah. these things. And now it has been reformed to just one throne literally at the center of the world and then he has rewritten and reroped and reworked the fabrics of time into i'm sure you guys have seen all this writing mm-hmm. yggdrasil which is the tree of life in north right. mythology so it is yes. not a loom he sits at the center of a tree you know the universe can grow now is that yeah. what's going on he I becomes guess, a three-eyed yes. raven from uh okay wow that's wow, nice yeah sure um, incredible bull <laughs> No, yeah, it seems crazy. Like literally every universal timeline ever that could possibly exist is tethered to single Loki, right? That is heady, but like Jacob was saying, yeah, no, I love that it's like he has to do something selfless. And that's what is, that's what's so powerful. Like the metaphor of it is like give up everything you want, like your, your friends and, and stuff. Like that's what it would take. You don't get to be with Sylvie. It's literally you don't get to be with Mobius. You have to be alone yeah. forever, and like that's the right thing to do. And to make that correct choice, that's like really cool. Which 100%. HWR used through a machine, but Loki is just inherently using through like magic or something, which I'm Being totally fine with. I yeah. absolutely accept that. Okay. God, Loki. Yeah. It's, Let it's, me ask you guys: heart, the power of his his heart grew three times that day, and it allowed Mike, him to harness the green. universe. It is green, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, are you guys um, are you guys sad though that we didn't see the other Loki's again this season that we saw in season one? Like I would have loved. Well, I almost again wondered if he would be aging as he went out there. I kind of thought maybe we'd see Richard E. Grant, but I would have killed to see my little my little Gator boy. Yeah, why can't (laughs) that one sit on the throne? (laughs) (laughs) And I'll just leave here. Mike can can Loki be a mensch like? Can I call him when Secret Wars comes up and say, hey, buddy, can you like pinch or prune a couple of those timelines that have a couple Kangs in them? And can we just like, you know, file those away and leave everything else? I don't think I don't think he would do that. I would think his stance now is like pure. Let let the universes live like Sylvie wanted balance. Like it just it will be no interference from anybody, you know, like I don't know. Basically by. How much power does he have, yeah, over all universes? That's an interesting question I didn't think about. And is he just the prime Loki? Like, he's the Lokiest Loki of all the Lokis, which is why he has High key, yes. (laughs) High key. I think so, yeah. It turns out ours was kind of a loser. It turns out, like, the one we were following was like, he was like a... He just died. He was a little... Well, he had a similar arc in that he eventually realized, like, oh, I need to be selfless and ultimately sacrifice himself for his his brother, who he... uh, you know, deep down mm-hmm. loved, right? But ultimately, yeah. his sacrifice didn't mean anything because he just died to Thanos. I guess it distracted Thanos long enough for Thor to get away or whatever. I don't really remember. Eventually, through some other time travel shenanigans, they eventually got Thanos, you know? But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is the yeah most powerful Loki for sure. 
He just needed to take sit out of time for a couple centuries and learn everything. It took him a couple yeah. centuries to learn a life lesson to not be a dick. <laughs> yeah, you know. Are are any of you guys bugged that that is a repeat of the climax of the first Doctor Strange film, which of course ends with mm. him locking him and Dormammu in a time loop until he gets him mm, out? Yes. Yeah, classic. Oh yeah. Again, yeah. there's been Doctor Who plots that are very similar to this as well, but uh, yeah, what can Star Treks that have been cause and effect that have been very similar yeah. to this yeah. too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, of course, Groundhog Day. Like, did Bill Murray spend longer in Groundhog Day, or did Loki spend longer learning physics? <laughs> right. They, I think someone calculated one time how much time Bill Murray actually spent on that day in Groundhog Day, just trying to like woo, you know, the his love interest mm-hmm. in that movie and stuff. My th- my thing about time loop media is mm-hmm. uh, if you take away the anxiety from me that I will never die. Keep me in that time loop forever, Doc. <laughs> like it means <laughs> I will montage never grow old. Committing Doesn't suicide matter. in different ways. That, and guess what? I will <laughs> never reach that point. I will never get sick enough where I'm like, turn the lights off. It's okay. I'm ready to go. No. Keep me yeah, in that it's, it's a form of purgatory, essentially, because you're just right. stuck on the same day doing the same hey, things over and over. Books <laughs> exist. Yeah, there are ways to make every day different, Doc. I don't want to hear it. You can Netflix. Slowly learn every language. Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. Learn every <laughs> language. It's like, yeah, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, because you, once you read all the books in English, there's all the other books in other languages. Yes. And all yeah. the other movies. And, you know, but yeah. The hard thing for him in that movie is that he meets this girl, right? And he, he's mm. trying to, he's, he falls in love with her, but she, it's like a 51st dates thing where she doesn't remember him at the, in the morning mm-hmm. of each day. And he has to, like, try to woo <laughs> her all over again. 51st dates is a, Practical time loop movie. That's very interesting. <laughs> wow. It's well, like losing your memory. Yeah, it is. It is losing your memory is the same thing as being stuck in a time loop, essentially. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, knock on wood, it never happens to me. We used to call, like, if you, you know, if you ever have partied too much, it's like, whoa, you wake up the next day, it's like, did I time travel? Like, where, where am I? <laughs> you know, right. Really time dog. travel, buddies. Yeah, you lose memories. Um, but yeah, man, the old Loki, he's. Super powerful now, but I just liked his arc of like, yep, you, you're going to be completely alone forever, but it's going to be helping literally every single one you've cared about ever, and even yeah. people you don't know. Like, it's just the, and this is the same is really Loki that was sending aliens to attack New York. And I like how he mentions that too. He's like, <laughs> I was just upset with my brother. Like, what was I just thinking? Yeah. We've yeah. all had bad days. He says that to Bobby Sweller. Trust me, I, I feel ridiculous. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, here's a question here as we're kind of wrapping up our thoughts on it. But let's yep. say about this character. Now, Michael Waldron, who wrote the first season of Loki, he's a Rick and Morty um, writer. And, of course, he wrote the film we all absolutely adore, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, a 10 mm-hmm. out of 10 perfect Marvel film. Wow. Sure. Now. That's the one I totally forgot about. Yeah. Well, I guess, and then Kang's Wars or, or whatever the other Avengers films is, there's these other opportunities, I guess, I'm setting up to ask you guys. Will we ever see this center of the universe super god Loki ever again, mm-hmm. or is that it? And Jacob said up top, will we ever see Tom Hiddleston again? Is this it for this guy who right. has spent, I, I believe, think- 14 years in this, yes. in this property? Wow. I think we will, and because... The way that it's been, you know, what I've seen in the media and stuff, what they've been saying, like, at first they're like, yeah, it's a great wrap up to this character. But then I think Tom Hiddleston did say, like, I would be surprised if we didn't see Loki again in the future at some point or something like that. And I think it will tie into the next, whatever (laughs) the next Avengers movie 
ends up being, I think he will somehow tie into that. Everyone um, will teleport to him on that little throne and he'll be like, hello. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I would like to see like a scene between him and Thor. Yeah. Some closure on that, you know, like that yes. would be nice. I'm um, so glad you're still out there. You know, like even yeah. if you weren't with me, like God, you know, I, I thought you were gone. Like that would mean so much and be and for Thor to see what he's kind of become and stuff. Like, yeah, I think that like would be a dad and, brother. Oh, I thought yeah. you were saying what Thor's. Like. You sent some stuff earlier from Thor: Love and Thunder, where truly I was like, I, I've only seen that film once. I've never thought yeah. about it again. I have almost no memory of that movie. Yeah, but Thor has a giant Rip Loki no. tattoo on his back. No, yeah. no. no he does not. Yep. No. People forget about no. that. He got it. The joke that he is. Well. They're out late one night. He's crying about well. his brother and they got tattoos. <laughs> that's where, yeah, that's where Aquaman got that like chain metal thing that he has <laughs> mm-hmm. on his arm. But yeah. it, if if I'm recalling that the the last time I saw Chris Hemsworth I was very disappointed, then I do really think that the, one of the only satisfying things left, maybe the Marvel franchise could give me, is maybe a reunion between those two characters. I would love to see that now that you guys are pitching that. Dang. I think he will, yeah. And I think he'll tie into the, whatever the Avengers The solution, yeah. I would and the thing imagine. is, like, they're ch- if you've been reading behind the scenes what's going on with Marvel right now, they're in sort of a, a period of change right now where there really seems like they're changing up what they're doing in the future due to poor reaction to bunch of projects recently and stuff but like Mm -hmm. what was avengers kang dynasty may now not be called that anymore and may not be kang focused and also jeff loveness was writing that who wrote uh who's another rick and morty guy who wrote quantum mania um he has now left the avengers project so quantum mania 10 out of 10 film (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so it really seems like i mean the mcu they've always been winging it since the beginning like they they'll change stuff on the fly and it just looks like it was structured yeah. in hindsight, but really like Thanos was never even like the way Thanos was introduced was totally different than what he ended up being and that kind of thing. So yeah. um, I think they could go some direction where Loki will fit into the next Avengers movie somehow. And I, yeah. Just to what you said about the, the um, maybe pivoting away from Kang thing, obviously the way I feel get this guy out of here. I don't even like these arguments where everybody's like, he's such a good actor. Sure. <laughs> I thought Victor time was very interesting. But almost to, to the thing you were saying, Jacob of like the PR of it all, they almost use it of like, you want to hate this guy so bad. You're expecting him to be a villain by the end that you really are very surprised that Victor time is like a nice, good guy. You're like, wow, that's yeah. fascinating. But Can't my opinion is, and I'm, I'm curious about you guys too. Do you ditch this? Or in my opinion, just recast. Just recast. What is going on here? Just recast. Yeah. Well, again, they. Hmm. I think the way this show ends, it actually is. It would be very easy to pivot away from him. Yeah. Which is interesting because there was that report a few months ago about some behind the scenes Marvel stuff where some unnamed source was like, "We've seen. I've seen the end of Loki season two, and it makes it very difficult to get away from Kang." Oh. That's actually the total opposite. So I, I don't know what they were talking about. So we get yeah. the line Hunter. B15 or whatever her name is says like Mobius, like the last line basically for them in the TVA is like, so like, are you like, check? we learned the TVA now that Loki is in control of everything will be centered on keeping an eye on Kang variants, not controlling, you know, branching timelines. Mm -hmm. And the hunter says, um, 
oh, you know, did you get that report on like that Mobius on the 616 adjacent? He's like, he's all taken care of. So to that, Jacob, you feel like, well, then he is done. Like it's over. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. you just said it is. That's crazy. That's the thing is it's kind of open-ended where if they needed to pivot away from Kang, they easily could. Yeah. Again, they could just recast. I mean, every Kang variant that we've seen so far was played by the same actor. But of course, they could get like Coleman Domingo or someone and be like, they get an alligator. it's a different variant. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. If Loki can be an alligator, yeah, Kang can yeah, be anything. Yeah, Loki can be a woman. Too. Yeah. Hey, yeah, he could be a blonde woman. Yeah, like fucking, they should get Gugu Mabatha Ra because I did not like how they left Renslayer Mike, where yeah. I guess she's just dumped at the end of the time and maybe she's about to fight Abeloth or whatever that thing was right. called from season Renslayer, one. I feel like they did drop the ball on her a little bit because she's an interesting character, but it seems like they just didn't know what to do with her after after the Chicago stuff. It's like, well, I don't know. She's just yeah. like a bad guy. Weird. Same thing with Miss Minutes. It's like, oh, she's like an evil AI, I guess, that's in love with... Reprogrammer. And it's like, this is wrapped by, up? Yeah. And they're like, it's wrapped up. And you're like, yeah. really? They're like, really? <laughs> right. She's um, ex machina, but... Yeah. You know, yes. But a clock. I do Tara like Strong, when she's like, who got fired. Very oh, interesting. Geez. Terra Strong, yes, for some, <laughs> got some stuff going on. <laughs> like most of the stuff. people in the Loki cast, <laughs> right? Right. Sheesh. Yeah. Um, but I agree with Jacob. You could pivot away from Kang or recast. I, I like the character, the idea of the character. That's like, I'm I'm so smart that I'm dangerous everywhere. Like when Loki reacts to seeing Victor Timely, and Mobius is like, "What are you talking about? This guy looks like a buffoon." But Tom Hiddleston's like fear is like very real. I'm like, right. Okay. Because <laughs> Victor but, Timely could be has the potential to be he who yes. remains. He just grew up in a different environment, so he's not like a totally bad guy. But he's as smart as any of the other variants. If he just has the education exactly. and the knowledge or whatever. And right, in some the universes, they're like Reed Richards is basically right or something. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's related. He's yeah. He's Nathan Richards' son. So he's Reed Richards' uh, grandson. Yeah, Sometimes so, he's Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's different like, universes. I'm yeah. with you guys. Yeah, like I think it's everything sucks. is possible. In, so in Fantastic yeah, Four, you could do something yeah. related to this. Yeah, is Pedro why it can Pascal. Be different now. Breaking uh, news: Pedro, Pedro Pascal, Pascal fighting a, Jonathan Majors. Did you want to see that, Jacob? Not no, really. Not really. <laughs> Honestly, I don't love the. I love Pedro Pascal. Didn't love the Reed Richards casting. I feel like no, because I don't like the Reed Richards character. And I you're feel like so pro John Krasinski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he nailed that camp. We got oh, we got it. We got what we asked for. Good job, fans. <laughs> I don't even think he stretches yeah. in that movie. I think he teleports in and he's like, "Hi, I'm Reed Richards, the smartest man in the world." Or it's like, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> no, I'm saying it should have been glad that, that guy, uh, Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Harper Jackson or whatever. Is that his what? name? Yes, for Cheedy from um, yeah, uh, what whatever place. that's called, the Good Place. Thank you. Yeah, who was mm-hmm. in Quantum Mania yeah. as a different character, but right. he would be yeah. a great Reed Richards. I thought. Dang, yeah, you're right. He would have been. And of course, yeah. cut, you know, the actors have played multiple roles in the MCU before, so. Yeah, I don't know. That's true. I don't know. That's why it's multiverse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Loki, I guess, you know, season two, thought it was very good, interesting for what might come next. So maybe we can get over to final thoughts, discuss this a little bit more, and uh, kind of wrap up all the multiversal universal timelines and sit on this chair forever. Catch you on the other side, Norris. <laughs>
We're back here on Normies Like Us, where we are wrapping, wrapping, wrapping. Sorry, I'm in a loop. We are wrapping it up. Talking yep. Loki Season 2, Marvel's Disney Plus original series, which I guess, again, first one to get a Season 2, won't get a Season 3, right? Please, no. No, it seems like a limited series type, like, uh, yeah, seems like this is a good wrap-up. You can't yeah. do a season three. What does he do? Just sit there? Like, you can't bring him back out of the universe. Well, it's he has like, to stay there it's forever. called Loki season three, Mike, but it's like The Office, but it's set at the TVA. Like, it's Mobius being like, you know, today I went and saw my kids on that timeline, but, you know, now if I'm we, back filing paperwork. Right? Yeah, if we could get a TVA spinoff where it's Mobius and OB. AC, and- whatever Eugene <laughs> Cadero's character was. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. Casey. Um, oh, you've read the handbook? <laughs> I remember no, I but yeah, we're gonna be Loki season. It's on every one of our desks. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Joe is a spinoff of uh, Hawkeye. So yeah, yeah well, well, we yeah, have Agents yeah. of Shield. It'll just be the TVA, like Agents of Time yeah. And Shield. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind yeah. it, but definitely. I guess that's what they are going forward, Mike. That's interesting. They're like the Agents of Shield for time. Yeah. Again, very Doctor Who, very Torchwood, right there. I was about to say it's that one you told us about. It's the spinoff, That's right? <laughs> and Colin, yeah. you said earlier we were talking about the time travel. It's like all present, past, and future, all time exists at the same time, kind of thing. Like that's where the TVA is, and like when the TVA discuss, exists outside of time, right? So like the fourth dimension is considered out of time, right? So we have yeah. our three dimensions. The fourth is time, where like you know right. we experience it literally, but outside of that, yeah, everything would happen at the same time, and that's kind of. Which is like, how works. is the uh, time slipping within the TVA? Because it, ex- how can you travel through time in a place that supposed- exists without wow. time? Ob says you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah, right. That's impossible. It's impossible. I loved his character. Yes, real quick, right at the end here, Kwan is a delight in this series. He yeah. was, and he the reveal. I, I'll say the funniest line in the entire off. show is. <laughs> Well, the one where they go to see their lives and it's, you know, that that's the get the band back together episode, but they get split up and then Obi comes back to him and comes through a janky temp pad that he made. Loki's like, you did that so quick. And he's like, it took me 18 months. (laughs) Well, 17, but then another one because my wife left me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's like a failed sci-fi writer. Well, I'm actually a physicist. And Loki's like, yes. (laughs) Right. Oh, that's, that's so funny. great. Yeah, we need there to um, everything. I did Give see, him a spinoff uh, for Indiana Jones, you idiot. Anything. Well, anything. I saw an interview with him and said the next thing he wants to do is be in the Star Wars cinematic universe. Oh. So he wants well, to just Star Wars. walk to the next Don't do a droid. <laughs> make him a dude. Put yeah, it, make put him, him in it. Yeah, make him a dude. Sure. Dang. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Wow. It's good that Give he's returned to acting. Everyone's happy to see him. He's Yeah, he's doing great. Yes, everybody everywhere. That's very yeah. excited. Well, let me ask you this, guys, because it was our big question up top. We were talking about the state of Marvel, all oh, that yeah. jazz, blah, 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 blah. Now, this is kind of being considered a very quick win for them. And then I don't know if you guys saw, but the, the episode one was super down from the first season premiere of Loki. So not everybody tuned back in right of way. But mm-hmm. the, the final numbers it ended up was like the most watched thing on Disney Plus or whatever dumbass statistic they dropped. The most seconds mm-hmm. streamed or some bullshit. Word of mouth probably helped them on the finale. Yes. People were like, oh, amazing finale. You got to watch this. Yeah. But to come out the same week, and we should also shout out the same week that Tom Hiddleston's wife or maybe partner, uh, Zoe Ashton, is literally... Engaged. 
incredible, but the villain of the Marvels. So the same yes. Friday his finale airs or Thursday night, her her movie premieres that she's a part of in Marvel. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. But to have that Busy to have time. that loss of everybody announcing now, Marvels is going to be the biggest flop of a superhero uh, property of all time. I think everybody very quickly was to point out, like, you just need to do more stuff like Loki. We're all really excited about Loki. Loki nailed it. Jacob, you keep saying maybe the whole season wasn't great, but people loved that finale. So I throw it to you guys. Have you been reinvigorated just from watching this? Like, does it make you feel a little bit better about how Marvel's going or no? It's like that meme that you shared, right? There's one project like the MCU is Mm. dead. A good project, the MCU is back. A bad project, the MCU is dead. Yep. A good project, the MCU is back. Yep. I don't know if it's that, you know, one, you know, A to B to A to B like that, but because I think mostly it's been mid, 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 pretty good, mid, kind of bad, mid, mid, good. Well, your you know, overwhelming kind of- theory is people are overreacting. It's all just tepid fine, Jacob, right? You're, like, yeah, you're totally to like, be- it's just mid across the board. That's the prime timeline for you is all Marvel is that's the, mid. Yes, <laughs> that's the sacred timeline. Because everyone is so divided. Like you're either <laughs> a huge, a, a, an MCU super the worst fan ever. or no, you're a hater. Yeah. And I'm just in the middle like, yeah, that movie was perfectly fine. Like it was, it was nothing a- special. It wasn't terrible. It was it totally enjoyable. To go back to our <laughs> metaphor, it's like a quarter pounder from McDonald's. It's never going to be the best burger you've ever had, but it's it's right. it's fine. It's fine. fine. Yeah. It's fine. Occasionally stars. you'll get a occasionally you'll get a like a really well done one. Occasionally you'll get a really shitty one. Mostly you're going to get a perfectly fine one. Yeah, sometimes you open it up and it's a big Mac. Five stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other times you're like, wait, there's no fries in here, you bastards. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you're like, I said fry. no ketchup and there's ketchup. <laughs> on you motherfucker, yeah. the pickles on here. Yeah. So great metaphors for that. But yeah, I think. Um, How about you, was, Mike? Are yeah. you, would this, does this inspire you to go, Oh, I'll watch the Marvels when it's on Disney plus. Are you just like, look, Loki was my guy. I'm done. Otherwise. <laughs> nope. I'm pretty much like, this is, I'm trying to think of besides this, what the last, like, really good marvel thing like something that i would guardians three yeah guardians three other than that it's like the creative i'm not as hot on that as everybody else is really i I like that's not my favorite guardians movie but it's definitely my favorite mcu movie that's come out in the past several years i would say yeah so it, it has to do with like the creative teams going forward like you said they don't really have a plan now we don't know what they're going to do with kang or not kang but he who should not be kanged um, but <laughs> I just like this series. Yeah. It's like, it's like Andor. Like I didn't expect to like it and I was really surprised and I think the writing's really strong and this is, this is enough for me. Like I'm not more excited for Marvel. I'm just happy that this was good. Um, yeah. And I think the only tell. Ooh, time, the, the, the sad thing to me about the Marvels is just that it's, just, it's become this whole culture war thing where you have a certain group of like YouTubers and people that are like, well, obviously it failed because it's, you know, There's three female leads. It. It's a female <laughs> right. director. And so I was like, no, that's well, that's, uh, that's why I'm just, I wanted to be a hit just because yes. of that, even though like, it's totally fine. Like it's not the worst Marvel movie ever made. And that's Fucking not the Donald reason why Trump went on a rant about like Ike Permalter needs to be like the president <laughs> again of like Disney. Cause he's like the Marvels failed. You're like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, the whole thing. It's like, they just give them shit for their straw man argument. So it is frustrating you, when things do you guys don't remember when yeah. Captain Marvel, the first one came out, it was opened against Alita Battle Angel, and all the incels were like, now there's a real woman. <laughs> right. Which, you know, we like that movie, Alita I Battle Angel. I like Alita. Yeah. 
It's a great sequel, I think. And people forget how big of a hit Captain Marvel was, the first one. It made a billion billion dollars. dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Billion dollars. And this was the prime of of, superhero fatigue is a real thing because that movie made so much. Aquaman 1 made so much. I think those might Aquaman be the two, two biggest, make a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. I think these may be the two biggest drop-offs from first movie to second movie that we've ever seen. Like, yeah. Also, I think it's a mar- it's a marketing thing for the Marvels. It should have been called Captain Marvel semicolon the Marvels. Then people would because I don't think everyone realized that it's a Captain Marvel scene. No. No. That and no. If you yeah, use the branding know. of your billion dollar hit movie, that would be a little smarter. And also. I, I want to say the Marvels felt like the third movie in a series where there's like a whole second Captain Marvel movie that is just lost that no one saw. Because Mike, there like, are flashbacks hmm. in that film to a very interesting Captain Marvel 2 that occur for two minutes that you're like, wait, yeah. what was all that? And they're like, but Whoa. we don't talk about that. And you're like, interesting. Like we missed this whole thing where <laughs> yeah. Captain Marvel's going around on her spaceship, like saving <laughs> planets and stuff that could have been a good like, movie show by me itself. that shit. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> that actually seems like you have to get Rocket Raccoon for one scene. Hey, you got to go oh. over here, Captain Marvel. Oh. Okay. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. call you because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be great. He's on a view screen. Yeah, I want to see her There's interesting like lore and concepts that are introduced in the Marvels, but it, it almost seems like, like I said, the culmination of a three series of movies or something that we just well, missed. It's fascinating to what you said about it feeling so inconsequential, because Jacob, I would argue it's the most interested in the Marvel lore of any of the movies I've seen in a very long time. Mm. It's like, here's the specific reason we use these jump networks that you saw in the Guardians of the Galaxy right. movies. And I'm like, what? It gets what very into the Kree and this? the scrolls and yes. all that stuff. So if you like the cosmic side Wild. of Marvel, it does do a lot with yeah. that. But again, mm. the Cree the, the just aren't that interesting. Like, no. Zawe Ashen, I'm sorry, is like no. one of the worst God bless her. villains that I've seen in MCU. She just has no. That nothing none of your husband's charisma rubbed off on you. Like, how is that possible? You yeah. go to bed at night and he's not saying, like, well, this is how you make a Marvel movie. I've been in 14 years worth of them. <laughs> she uses the same weapon that Ronan the Accuser used, the ultimate weapon. And um, <laughs> that's what it's called, right? The ultimate weapon. I don't know. Oh <laughs> that hammer thing. Do they um, dance to win? The universal weapon. I'm sorry. Should have. I think yeah. that's what it's called. The universal, universal. weapon, right. Yeah. The ultimate but, weapon. That's like yeah. a Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Right. Um, but no, I mean, it was fine. I don't know. But not, yeah. not to say that, again, we're pitching that. That's, that's all just the counterbalance of it. It's very interesting these two properties came out at the same time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mike wasn't going to go see the Marvel, so we weren't going to do a full episode on it, but we yeah. wanted to talk about and use this episode to really do a state of the MCU, which really seems to be in a like red alert crisis zone where like every yes. week I see these headlines that are like, boop, boop, boop. you know, <laughs> this person has dropped out of like this thing, yep. like things are like not going well. And you're like, well, oh boy. Yeah. And I also don't like how they, they knew this was going to be a bomb leading up to it. And they really threw the direct or, Oh, Nia DaCosta Costa from our Candyman episode. I, yeah. mm-hmm. Jacob, I got to agree with you. I am really not appreciating how they every article that comes out from the Hollywood yeah. Reporter is like, oh, can you believe Nia DaCosta yeah. is like the reason the Marvels failed? Oh, like, my no, she's God. Not. And she really tried to distance herself beforehand because she knew that was happening. But it's like, she was like, yeah, Kevin Feige is kind of really the director of all these movies. But um, yeah, they're really being like throwing her under bus. And it sucks because she is like the first black woman to direct a MCU movie, of course. And for it to be like the biggest bomb ever kind of sucks. But um, it's totally not on her, I don't think at all. Like, I no, think she's a good director. That um, sucks. 
Yeah. But I think just the, the financial state they're in. And here's the thing with this summer, what we learned is don't spend, don't give every movie a budget of $300 million. Mm-hmm. Like look at that, you know, the songbirds and snakes that you just saw, Colin, right? The yeah. Hunger Games prequel. I, I mm-hmm. still can't get over the killer. I mean, I just, that. The killer, yeah. Insane. 5 million. $175 million. But Hunger Games. Yeah. Budget yeah. of hundred million, and it made a hundred million in its first weekend. Yes, so it, yes. It's like yeah. go smaller budget. Yeah. These movies yeah. don't need to be three hundred yeah. million. A hundred million for that movie is fine, and it's going to make more than it. You know, any of these big block box. But you movies. see the trades, Jacob, being like it didn't make as much as uh, Mockingjay Part Two, the last hundred. That isn't that a bad sign? And everybody's trying to counterbalance it with the data of no cost input versus yeah. return is like fantastic on this thing. Yeah, so the budget. I, yeah. And you can, it's not like you can't make these Marvel movies for like a hundred million. Like, I don't know why no. they're spending so yeah, much money. I, like, if they took a hundred million dollars and did something sort of in the style of, not the rating, but in the style of the boys, like a shoot it more grounded, mm. right? Like, do something for like a hundred million. Yeah, you could do that and yeah, you make well, a ton of money. Well, that's what, what Blade should be, is, right? All this stuff yeah. about Blade where they well, can't figure out how to make insane. a Blade movie. It's like, but, what? But to keep it to the Loki, you get these Benson and Morehead and you're like, great, you know, we'll get you on, um, I almost called it Gods of Egypt. <laughs> we'll get you on Moon Knight. We'll get you yeah. on Moon Knight. We'll get you on Loki. Where they are specifically grabbing those people because it's like, what did they do? They were indie directors who broke out on films that cost maybe $10 million, maybe yeah. 10 million, like five to 10. And you go, mm-hmm. Oh, so you're going to let them do their thing. Like how they totally utilized and figured that out. And it's like, no, 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 we're going to suck them into our machine, which is broken and yeah. have them drown in it. And you're like, Oh, well, that's not working. You no, realize that's, been, that's not working. right? Yeah. That's been their <laughs> MO for a while. Like Nia DaCosta, her first yeah. movie, little woods was an movie and yeah. then she did candy man the two um, people who did the the um yeah, the, the first Mar- the first captain marvel, marvel. yeah Anna the, Bowden and ryan yes Fleck. thank yes. you yes mm-hmm. they did it's kind of a funny story and some other yes. indie movies um even edgar I wright like was smart enough to walk out on oh, yeah, I'm one, not, famously, yes, i see that you will it. drown me no 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 i will no, not the best the best mcu directors or the ones that work best in that formula are the ones that are just they don't really have their own style. They're kind of just workmanlike. And I'm talking about like the Spider-Man guy. Yes. Uh, the Ant-Man John guy, Peyton Reed. Mm-hmm. Peyton um, Reed. The brothers, the Russo brothers. I mean, the, yeah. probably the most, they're going to go down as directing the most successful movie of all time. And you mm-hmm. look at them and you go, so what's a Russo brothers style? Like what, so what right. did they put the in gray the gray man? man? <laughs> yeah. To, to, you know, and you just like, no, they're the most boring human beings to ever exist. And they make bad movies. You can't yeah. have creativity and work in that system, I guess. No, you right. can't. Mm-mm. Um, squeeze it out. Yeah, that's why Edgar Wright kind of bounced off. Sam Raimi, it's like, I don't even know why they got Sam he Raimi. He tried. That was yeah. weird. He tried. I don't understand any of what that was. No. no. But you see the little flares, the little flashes of, of him in that movie, but ultimately you do. it's like, yeah. Yep. Um, but then, see, but yeah. what Wanda didn't learn was... Not to be selfish, you can't have your children anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just right. deal with it. That's right. Accept it. See, she didn't learn what Loki needed to learn. So she well, wanted to go to another that. timeline. If you guys remember, she should have just gotten a tempad. The dark hole like blew her brain. That's up. true. There was yeah. technology to just go <laughs> to another one. Bad girl. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. I think go to universe. Her where her mom good, died. Like, let's kill her off. I'm sure 
uh, Elizabeth Olsen was like, I'm done with these movies. Get me out Please of here. kill me off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's we're going. Um, and yeah, now there's done. reports that, oh, they want to bring back Robert Downey Jr. They yeah. Scarlett yeah, Johansson. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not what you should be. And doing. Chris Evans. And all these people have not found success. So let me wrap up real quick because here's what I want to say. Union. Well, I'm That's done what we're with that a segment now. <laughs> here's yes. Here's my final thoughts on Loki is what I want to say cuz Jacob yeah. you called out that Chicago episode earlier. Here's what I want to see for success getting outside of the MCU going forward for my boy Tom Hiddleston. Now, mm. I want to talk about the James Bond franchise for a second and give you guys my opinion. Cuz okay. everybody right now is like what are we going to do about James Bond? We got to reboot it. Is it going to be grounded again? Are we going to make it an interconnected universe like Daniel Craig? All that was him. That worked. It was perfect. You want my opinion on it? James Bond going forward should be five people are James Bond at once. There's an anthology movie. The next year, another movie comes out that's like set in like the 60s. And it's like a straightforward, like Mm. classic throwback. There's a TV version of James Bond on Amazon Prime. That's like the the 007 training years. That's, you know, like him as a freshman at kill school. Like I'm learning how to kill people or whatever. Like all that dumb shit. Got young Q. There there might be. There might be. But if you do it right and you don't MCU it, which is obviously what I'm pitching is to just keep building and building it. Mm -hmm. But there's all this worry that people are like, well, all these actors are too old. Idris Elba, he never got a chance. All these people never Mm -hmm. got a chance. This would be a way to do it. Idris Elba can just do one James Bond movie. And here's my real pitch. Mm. That Chicago episode, Jacob, I think more than the night manager, which everybody points to for Tom Hiddleston to be like, well, Tom Hiddleston should have been James Bond. Look mm. at this John le Carre spy adaptation TV show he did where he's like wearing a suit and killing people. No, dude, that Chicago episode mm. where he is tailored to the nines, yeah. all running. It's all he's saying things like, Victor, you have to stop because without you, the science, you know, he's doing like these big like, you know, like mm-hmm. you would do to like the bad guy. He's like leaping onto like carousels and like running around and stuff. Right. Tom Hiddleston mm-hmm. needs to be James Bond. That's the wow. last thing I want to wow. say from Loki. He needs to be James Bond. So basically you want I like it. You want them to take like a Batman approach, but they're, yes. they're doing Batman now. So you have the Robert yes. Pattinson, yes. you have the DCU yes. Batman. That's going to be different. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah, I don't think they need to be connected for sure. Cause no, James Bond and they shouldn't be. Like, they just replace the actor. They never talk about it. Judy Dench was Pierce Brosnan in Pierce Brosnan movie. Then she was in Daniel Craig movie. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think for James Bond, they just need to, if they do that route and they have multiple ones, the main one should be a young up and coming actor. It's, who's not a big star yet. That's what they've always okay, done. Daniel but, Craig was, was not really a big star. I don't before. think there should be a main James Bond. I like if I'm, piggybacking off Colin it's just we do yeah. them with different actors and it's kind of a fun what if every time I, I think that's neat because um, the name they're throwing out Jacob isn't an unknown it's Aaron Taylor Johnson Craven of course oh, um, another no. superhero movie that I know we're all excited about. I can kind of oh, see that though his role in that uh, I don't train know movie, the train movie oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know with Brad train movie. yeah <laughs> Thomas I know <laughs> what you're talking about yeah he had a yeah. Role Thomas the tank engine I love that <laughs> train movie yeah 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 <laughs> yeah I guess I could see that. Um, but no, it should be someone who's not a huge star. Yes. It should make him. 
yeah. being James Bond should put this person on the map. That's and true. it's it's not going to be that. They're going to take the safe choice and be like, yeah. we looked at the figures and it's Jean Rene Page from Bridgerton. And you're like, that's cool. It'll, you know, if it was yeah. the first like black James Bond, but it's, it's going to suck. But so, I think if yeah. they do a bunch of different versions, they should have an older James Bond that's Idris Elba. And I think that would be great. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think last, it should be called 007's Last Mission. And it should be mm. Idris Elba. It's he like dies a in 54. End. Well, well <laughs> it still saves the day. Cool. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, he saves the day, but then he sacrifices himself. And this is a great backdoor James Bond pitch episode. <laughs> yeah. But like, really, Talking that's James what Bond. they should do. Like, because it's stale. This I don't want to see the same spy guy. It is. Ten, ten more stale. times. Just have them well, different so every time. You can have crazy now, titles, you know. Where you've had these, uh, you've had the Kingsman, you've had, you know, Henry Cavill, Austin Powers, fucking, uh, right, whatever yeah. that <laughs> blockhead piece of shit's about to be, Argyle Argyle. or whatever that thing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw a trailer for that. It is not what I was expecting. Boy, it's about, like, no, it is. <laughs> like it's the romancing world. the stone. I thought this was like a real yeah. movie. <laughs> Dua Lipa is in it. I don't know what's going on. I do like. All right. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Low. Tom Hiddleston could be one key. of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Geez, that got off the rails. But he's the master one of stories I, now, and James Bond knows the stories that he's the yes, master of. the master of stories. While we're getting off track allegedly. a little bit, just to talk about the one other thing in the MCU, I did want to mm. mention the Blade movie that they're having trouble right. making, yes. which seems like the simplest thing in the world. Make it for $100 million or under. Make it rated R. Make Blade the main character. Mm-hmm. Kind of obvious, it would seem like, but well, hey, Kevin Feige, I know you're having trouble making this thing. I don't know if you know this. They made three Blade movies. It is possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just have him kill some vampires in a rave. Like it's I not that promise hard. you. They need I to do that. Scene. You, that's what we want. Yeah, yes. that is what we want. Well, I was we reading want that reports again. where he's like, in one version of the script, he's the fourth lead. And it's like, what are you doing? You have Mahershala Ali, Oscar. Put him in a trench coat with a Blade. sword. Yeah, and go like he almost boy. left the project because of all the script troubles they've been having. It's like you almost lost him. Like you better make a fucking Blade movie and make it rated R. If it's low enough budget, it'll make enough money because yes. people want to see that. These, yeah. do you know what John Wick is? These movies were very yeah. popular. Like John it's Wick so with easy. vampires. It's, yes, <laughs> like, like if anybody's coming in and pitching anything yes. else, you should be like, "That's the door. Get out of here." The yeah. pitches <laughs> we're accepting are John Wick plus with vampires. vampires, and now they're doing, you know. Deadpool 3, first rated R MCU movie, I guess. Um, they're opening huge the door for, for rated R. Yeah. Yes, huge jacked man <laughs> will be huge reprising his role as yellow the Waffle Rain. Yeah. And then, now they're pitching Daniel Radcliffe, but he seems to have no interest to be new Wolverine nice if they boy. do that. So be, okay. Oh, really? That's yeah. wild. He's, he's like small. Jacked. That's interesting. Yeah. He's short, he's short, he needs to be a short king. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a, oh, a short oh, oh, absolutely. He does. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I hope just uh, some, some MCU spitball in here. But yeah, yeah. the state of the MCU universe. Yeah, we're out here. Yeah. But um, hopefully Deadpool three is good. That's the only thing I am excited for to get back to the circle. Besides Loki, I'm not two, that I really interested. Like, I'm intrigued, and I will go watch it. I'm already I think going it's gonna to be pay too, for it. It's going to be too meme worthy. Where they're just really, uh, you know buying into the meme of it all of like oh we've got Hugh Jackman he's wearing the costume this is what you nerds wanted it's like I guess I guess that's sure. what the John Krasinski was it might just be that for yeah. an hour with the word fuck well <laughs> right. from the set stuff my first impression of what I fear is because everybody was worried and Jacob saying that it's R you know that was <laughs> the big fear like people are like yeah. it's gonna be PG-13 it's gonna be watered down they're right. not gonna let them make fun of Disney I think the angle they're taking is 
They're not going to let him make fun of Disney. They can only make fun of the Fox stuff. And to me, it's like, that is so punching down and just like ridiculous. They need to be able to make fun of themselves. Yeah. And also each one of those Deadpool movies has had a different director. And the director of this one is Sean Levy, who I'm not a fan of at all. Yeah. No, you love that um, (laughs) Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, but what's that one on on Netflix where it's like, yes, thank you. I love making shitty movies with Ryan. (laughs) Yes, I believe you called him the workman in one of our other episodes. You said him and the Venom. What's the Venom guy's name? Oh. Oh jeez! Remember, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Ruben, Ruben yeah. Fleischer. Ruben I, Fleischer. I remember you saying those yeah, two guys guy in particular. You were like, these yeah. two guys. They have nothing to Get bring to anything. Yeah. And so he just <laughs> a little knew bit Ryan worried. Reynolds. Yeah. His, his his sort of comedy, like in Free Guy and stuff. It's like that's not what I want from Deadpool. Like I thought Deadpool two was great. Like I like that the John Wick guy. I don't like any one. of the Deadpool movies. Uh, wow! Wow! Yeah. Okay. Breaking. But I I don't have a lot of optimism about this one. Mainly I own them both on Blu-ray. Huh. Interesting. Don't know why. But yeah, Sean Levy sucks. I, yep. Hopefully it's good, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll see, because everything pretty much has been made, but what hasn't been made, it's not Tom Middleston, it's Tom Hiddleston, <laughs> and he's doing the dang thing in Loki Season 2, which we very much enjoyed. Yeah. It's and Tom let him, Hiddleston, because he's him. Oh, him. oh yeah. he is him, baby. Let him have his flowers right now. I am so happy, partly that the strike has wrapped up that he gets to go around and be like, can you believe I'm done with this thing? Like what a, what a hoot and what a time I had. So yeah, Yeah. God bless man. Good for him right now. And of all the OG characters, I mean, how many are still going? It's only, Thor now, I guess, because they're making a Thor five. So no, and when Black Widow was like bowing out, it's like we got her movie. We're all like, all right, get out of here, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> like now, everybody's like, Tom, like you're the only thing keeping this together. And he's like, I know, literally, that's what the <laughs> show's about. Did you watch it? I'm uh-huh. at the center of all of this. They seem to send Thor to Godhood, and they have a reunion and end it. That's it. Yeah. I would like to see that. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember Maybe that's what Thor that- five will be? But do you yeah. remember that Thor Love and Thunder, the post credit scene is Natalie Portman going to heaven where she meets Idris Elba, who's like, I'm glad you're finally here. Do you guys remember oh, that? Yeah. Oh, is that? I did not remember that. Yeah, yeah it's so crazy. Thor the God so, Butcher. It's wow. so crazy. <laughs> but Thor 5, Taika Waititi is not involved. Thank uh, God. <laughs> probably for the best. Um, seems like he stopped caring before Love and Thunder was made. So Imagine if he directed Loki in Loki season two. Oh God, oh, no, <laughs> no, no! I would not probably have liked that. But well, Hitler nope. would have been in it. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, we, we got to go back in time. World War Two. <laughs> um, uh, the well, MCU. Any final thoughts? Anything else? MCPU, more like. <laughs> That's right. Except for Loki, I didn't try it. You know, yeah. it's there. Yeah. It'll always be there, probably. <laughs> yeah, all there, just like Loki. Stagnant. Yeah, Star Wars <laughs> no. is yes, like Disney be there is for great. all time. Yeah, yes. I'm happy. Here's the thing: you're I. You're not supposed to be a Disney adult, is my opinion. You're not yeah. supposed to forever be one of these things. Disney it is fine weird. that we are all growing past this and being like, you know what? What a fun time that was in my twenties. I don't. I don't need this in my thirties. Yeah, I, I, I feel. I feel secure. Road, in it. Make it into the ten years on rebooted fucking Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll watch mm-hmm. them then. Yeah, you're totally right, Colin. Because like. So many people are like, wait, why am I not as invested in this lore as I was a decade ago? Probably because it's you're in been your 30s. Yeah. 14 years. It's like you are, a, yeah. you are a man now. It's me talking about One Piece where it's like the brain chemistry I've had has changed so many times since it started. It's like it's you, like just let it go. You don't you don't need to quantify it anymore. 
Yeah. You were 19 when it, when it yeah. started, you know? Like, come on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Tony's like, gone. Robert's dead. He's gone. <laughs> it's the same gone. as my relationship yes. to Star Wars right now, where it's like, if there's projects I'm interested in, I'll see them and hopefully they're good. And if it's not, then I won't see it or I'll catch it on streaming yes. at some point. And I think that's a totally healthy way to have a relationship. To but every executive on the planet right now, Jacob is like, what do you mean? You're not going to be a completionist anymore. Like what they want is for us to every day go like another new thing on Disney plus. Oh my God, I got to watch this and the story and this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we're never going back to that again. It's there's too much content. No, yeah. even though I do, I do watch every new Marvel, every new star Wars thing. Uh, Eventually, but like Ahsoka, it, I wasn't going to watch that. Might not I be only watched it for this podcast. Yeah. So. Yes, I regret that we did that. <laughs> <laughs> that. That was the last uh, thing that Disney Plus burned me on was that I had to watch Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah. and the Star Wars Andor in general season two will be great. Pretty mid. Hopefully, Andor season yeah. two is good though. All right, it, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming for you, Gilroy. Yep. Anyways, That's low key, I, I think we're at the yeah. end of this podcast. Possibly, I we're think so. So end of time. time. We remain normies and we hope you do too. We hope you're still listening. Um, If you have made it all this way and you're a little alligator, write in. We'd love to hear from you and tell us what you (laughs) thought about Loki, how you're feeling about the MCU, where you're at, what your age is. If you were like six (laughs) years old when the Avengers started, you're like, what are you talking about? I love all this stuff. I would love to hear that. I would love to hear what your relationship is to it still. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're, you know, 20. I guess just 20 by now. That would be very interesting to me. Uh, and you can write in at normies underscore like underscore us to tell us all that. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast as well. Helps us out a ton. Also, check us out on YouTube. Got some videos up there that are killer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One piece. And Baldur's Gate this episode. <laughs> we said both of those things. That's one right. Piece, so keep checking them out. <laughs> That's right. See it. We'll keep hitting our SEO terms. Yep. Uh, all right. But Stay otherwise, tuned normies, next week. We have very special... Yes, Arr, we have a oh, special episode. For let's, yeah, let's pitch in. We're returning to our long form uh, series coverage. We're we're going to kick off. We know it's been a while since we wrapped up our trek through the stars. We then mm-hmm. went through our Spooktober and took some time off, but we're back on it. And of course, yo ho ho with a bottle of rum, normies, because mm-hmm. we will be starting a trip to the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, That's so right, where's were... the rum gone? Why is the rum gone? Why is right? the rum, the rum gone? gone? <laughs> When is the rum gone? Uh, no, so if you shouldn't have that rum. Put that rum. We're down. not tired That's of Disney room. properties at all. You know, no. We'll just do a whole <laughs> I'm very excited for us to dance around talking about Jack Sparrow without talking about <laughs> the man behind Jack Sparrow. Yeah. It'll be a yeah. very interesting attempt. So well, if we tune could in talk for about that, Normies. He who remains. I guess we could talk about Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he who pirates. <laughs> he who pirates. He who drinks rum. Yeah. He who gets his bed shit in. All right, Normies. Um, (laughs) Thanks a lot. Uh, We have been your hosts. This is Variant, Colin. This is uh, Mikey. This is uh, Variant Jacob. I'm just living on the uh, sacred timeline selling jet skis. That's what I've always wanted to do. Live in Cleveland, Ohio. And I'm blue. I'm like all (laughs) blue. blue. I'm from like a blue timeline. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like a little uh, creature. Yeah. Yeah. You have a job. I'm, pretty, I'm the same, but my hair is parted slightly different. <laughs> yeah. So, not much. But we're all burdened with glorious purpose. Thanks for listening to our glorious podcast, Normies. Ooh, catch yes. you next time. Hell yeah. See ya. Bye. Yeah. Bye.
My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools!